sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Laker guard Alex Caruso, he turned down an invitation to be in the slam dunk contest. Alex Caruso is saying no to the slam dunk. Are you kidding me? What is it that doesn't allow these players to want to be in a slam dunk, but they're willing to be in the three-point and skills challenge? It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to the Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio on the Sirius XM Channel 204 and, of course, your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Sunday, March 7th. Here's truly sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat, perhaps right here on an Opposite Picks Sunday. Well, Opposite Picks goes opposite. Tough day for number ones. I tried, and I just I, I, I just couldn't do it. Uh, still waiting on that steroid test, golfers. Uh, the good old days, hockey is a tough sport. Full steam ahead. If they don't win this year, then they'll never win. Uh, where are the insiders when you need them? You gave $30-plus million to this bozo, and uh, our boy Russ comes through again. We'll get to all those stories. Again, place your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Sunday, March 7th. What's up, LLs? As we get underway on this uh, Sunday morning, you know what it is. Uh, Sundays, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. It's 5 to 7 right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio. Well, what did we watch last night? And what are we going to watch later on today? Obviously, we got the slam dunk competition. You know, I almost forgot last night. I'm searching the channels. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to watch a slam dunk. I'm going to watch, uh, you know, the three-point shootout and the skills competition. It's right around 7 o'clock or so Eastern time. And let me let me sit down and, you know, I watch North Carolina beat the crap out of the Dukey Pukies. I don't know how they're going to put Duke in this year. I, you know what? I keep on saying, and I still believe they're going to find a way. But, boy, that selection committee. So it was a great sight watching North Carolina just demolish Duke. Uh, our boy Rust earlier in the afternoon came through again for us. Cha-ching, cha-ching. So I said, you know what? Uh, I cleaned out my fish tank, and it did stink, boy. That fish tank, if you ever have fish, boy, it gets dirty. It really does get dirty. So I nice, hard, rough day. Got my hair cut, as you can tell. Um, and you know what? Let me let me watch some of the skills competition. And then I realized, oh, that's right. It's all tomorrow, meaning today. I forgot that because of the corona situation that every if you were looking for I bet there are a lot of people like me, like, where is this stupid thing, right? And, and the NBA is all over the place. It's on the four-letter network. It's on TNT. It's on ABC. You know, I thought maybe it'd be on the NBA channel. I'm searching up and down, like, where the heck is this stupid all-star festivity stuff? And then I really said, oh, that's right. It's all today because of the corona thing. They want to jam it into one day, which really, what's the point? If there aren't any fans in the stands, and there aren't, then why would you not be able to have it over two days like you normally did, right? I mean, well, if if you're going to put 15,000, 20,000 people into the stands, 
I understand. Well, we really don't want to do that two days in a row. Let's get it all in one day. I get that. But since there aren't going to be fans in the stands, then why? Hell, you could have spread it out over three days, four days if you wanted to. Scott Wetzel sitting in as we take you right up until 10 a.m. Eastern time on this Sunday morning. Just getting underway. So no slam dunk from this year. But I did watch highlights of the slam dunk from uh, the Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, Clyde Drexler slam dunk, whatever that was. Uh, 95, 96 was something in, in that. That was the good old days. You know, as I was watching that, you know, you can't help but think and say to yourself, you know, if Dominique Wilkins in his heyday was willing to go into Chicago, oh, by the way, which is where that All-Star game was that year, and take on Michael Jordan, knowing full well that there was no way with that Chicago crowd and knowing that crowds are – you know, a good 50% of it, if not even more, you get a crowd that goes bonkers, those judges, right? And these the judges are just, you know, normal people or former NBA players, I guess. But th- there's no way he was going to win that. And he was still able, he was still willing to give it a try. And then he had, you know, Clyde Drexler, great player, Hall of Fame player, right? I, I mean, you had the greats of the greats in the slam dunk. And now, now what are we stuck with today? I mean, three stiffs no one's ever heard of. You know, maybe you've heard of Toppin just because he was a first-round draft choice this year with the Knicks. Other than that, you, you got three bozos that, you know, who cares? Honestly, it's a good thing it's in the All-Star halftime show because nobody, but nobody cares. Uh, and without fans in the stands, boy, what, what, a, what a joke that the NBA's become. And, I, and as, as the, our opening there did say, I don't quite get why – Guys are willing to put their reputation on the line. I hear what people are saying. Well, they don't want to get embarrassed, got in case they lose. Okay, I don't buy that, but I, I understand that. So why is it that they're willing to put their reputation on the line if they lose a skills competition or a three-point shootout versus a slam dunk? You know, slam dunk, it's it's basically based on what a judge will say you'll do, right? I mean, you're not missing the dunk shot. You, you could try something that's so ridiculously hard that you don't get it in. But for the most part, you control your own destiny as far as embarrassment goes. I mean, you, you're not going to get embarrassed because you happen to get a nine and the other guy's getting tens. Even you're making the dunk shot. I mean, but in a, in a three-point shootout, boy, you, you go stale in a three-point shootout and you go one for 15. You talk about embarrassing. Or if you have a skills competition, you start dribbling the ball off your foot. I mean, you talk about embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. I, I, I don't I, I, I don't get it. I, I really I just don't understand it. So but busy day yesterday, busy day today, just getting started. Opposite pick sports grid radio. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Can I say it, Seth? If he has a nice No, you can't say it. This dude right here started the beef. (laughs) It stopped the beef. I'm at the, hold on. I'm at the dunk contest, me and, and, and my ex-wife, Charlie. <laughs> oh, no, no, hold on, hold on. Yeah, no, 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 hold on. The guy I'm was saying, wearing a I Superman cape. It's only one Superman that ever come to this league, <laughs> and you know his name. It's me. I was supposed to say, who's in the building? Who's supposed to, are we supposed to say Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Aquaman, Aquaman! 
Batman is in the house. Right, Batman is you in made, the building. You made that man believe that he was Superman. He had a cape on with an S on it. What he had on, okay? There's only one Superman. He was sitting there Wait. in a cold <laughs> so, suit. So you're saying Kenneth's supposed to be sitting at home. And say, oh, Dwight Howard is in the building. Dwight Howard is in the building with a cape. I don't understand what he's wearing. Superman is in the building. Then you did the Superman theme. Da 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 da. I don't think I made the all-star team that year. I'm not sure if That's because you're not as good as Dwight Howard. But anyway. Yeah, okay. uh, I got to tell you, those guys, they, they do a great show. And they, they really, you know, they all perform their own role to perfection. They really do. Uh, you, can you understand what Shaq is saying half the time? No. Uh, do they kiss his ass? Yeah. Does he have this ego that he keeps on, you know, uh, you know, Showing everyone up, even though Kenny's got a couple of, uh, you know, Super or, uh, Super Bowl, a couple of uh, NBA rings. But, you know, does he look down upon Kenny uh, and certainly Shaq uh, or certainly uh, Barkley? Yes. But it all, you know, that, that that is a fun watch. It is. They, they have a good time. TNT last night. Erdogan Johnson puts it all together. I, I don't know how they do it, but they always come up with something goofy. And uh, so, anyway, that was uh, the broadcast last night. And uh, no doubt they'll have some fun uh, later on today. I think they're they're doing – well, maybe they're not, actually, with, with an ABC or four-letter network broadcast. So, maybe, maybe not, but uh, that's Shaq last night. Yeah, one of these days, someone's going to stand up to him and just be like, all right, enough is enough. You weren't that good. Although he was good. But he was a beast. You know, he, he really – he just barreled over people. So, uh, NBA All-Star festivities tonight. I won't do it right now. Let me run down what went on and everything. But we're going to take – it's going to take about 10 minutes to explain the NBA All-Star game because they're going to do it like they did last night. And I know people in our field that that, that can't even quite figure this out. It's not that difficult, but it is still goofy adding the 24 points. And I'm going to give you a, a reason why you probably should play the under tonight, believe it or not, which is sacrilegious when it comes to, you know, every year. There are, we, we talk about it all the time, there are bets you just make blindfolded. I, I don't care what Joey Chestnut is odd-wise in the, uh, you know, in the hot dog eating contest, 10 to 1, 20 to 1. He's not losing, all right? He is not losing. So you, you always bet that. You know, you always bet the over in these all-star games. But tonight, I got a pretty good reason. Uh, you know, it's going to take about 10 minutes to explain it. Uh, on why you should really bet the under yeah, and, and hold off on it. Don't bet it right now because the line's only going to go even further up. It was 208.5 when we left you on Friday. It's up to 211.5 now. And, and I don't doubt by game time it's probably going to go up to 312, 313.5. So you might as well buy yourself a couple of extra points, which is a lot, which we'll explain here. So, But we got the three-point shootout, the skills competition. We'll get into all that stuff uh, as well. Um, I did try last night. I, I did. But, you know, things I watched yesterday, I told you, watched, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia in the afternoon. Our boy Brian Russ comes through again. Four shots on goal last night. I'm telling you. Uh, you listen to us in the morning, Monday through Friday, and it gets old. I get it. We've heard this, Scott. I understand. But you know what? Winning never gets old. All right? Taking boy, taking money from your local Louis the Lip uh, or your local FanDuel account never gets old. And this is really one of the more amazing things that I've come across uh, in, a, in a long, long time. Brian Rust, four shots on goal last night. He hits his overshots on goal. Who bets overshots on goal, Scott? Well, we do because it's nothing but winners with him. 
If you look at Pittsburgh, now what do you think? You think of, of uh, you know, well, you probably do. You think of Mario Lemieux. Then you think of Sidney Crosby. Then you think maybe of Malkin, uh, Malkin right? Um, if you any of Malkin. So, but you don't think of Brian Rust. But Brian Rust has about 15 to 20 more shots on goal than Crosby does for Pittsburgh. He is their main shooter, if you will, playing on that line with uh, Malkin and, and, uh, and Crosby. So, What's the problem? No problem, actually. They continue to put his shots on goal, though, at two and a half on FanDuel and other places. He averages close to four shots on goal a game. That is a huge difference. That's not like a guy who averages in the NBA 24 points a game and they put his total at 22 and a half. No. Uh, When you equate the one and a half shot difference to a guy that averages, you know, 30 points a game, that's like putting a 20 total on a guy who averages 30 points a game. That's how off that line is. Well, it must not come through, Scott. No, it does come through. It comes through game after game after game after game. He's now shots on goal three or more, which would be a winner, 10-3 and three his last 13 games, 14-5 and five his last 19 games. If you throw away the first four games of the season in which, you know, maybe he's just getting his feet wet, whatever the case may be, he went just one and three. He's 14 and five over his last 19 games of two and a half shots on goal. And they continue. Now you got to lay a little big. You do. But nothing. It's it's not like minus 270, 230, 210, 170. It's about 130, what, maybe 140 every once in a while. Maybe 150 every blue moon. But it's basically two and a half minus 130 every single night. And the guy gets three shots on goal plus basically every single night. Like I said, 10 out of his last 13 games, 14 out of his last 19. They play again today. They've now, last night against Philadelphia or yesterday afternoon was the perfect scenario. Tonight is not necessarily the perfect scenario. Perfect scenario being that Pittsburgh takes on a club that gives up a lot of shots on goal. Like I keep track of, uh, and it's not hard to do, you just look at the stats, on which teams give up the most shots on goal. And Philadelphia gives up the fifth most shots on goal out of any club. So when you got a team that gives up that many shots on goal and you got one of the main guys on a team that's facing them, bingo, double play, right? So the Rangers do not necessarily fall into that category. In fact, they don't, not necessarily. They don't. They're, they're not in the top ten. So, um, you know, it, it's it's not a great, 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 great play, but it's still a great play. Uh, if, if it's going to be two and a half again, and I have no reason to believe it won't, and we'll check here because I'm sure they'll be, uh, they're a little late on posting shots on goal for some reason. That's the one stat that they generally take some time. Every once in a while, though, it's up there, but I'll check during the break and see. But he, he did it again last night or yesterday afternoon. I mean, it's just amazing. It's just, you know, give me a Scandi capper who's going to promise you 14 and five or 10 and three all the time, consistently. Just remarkable. Judge, it's just amazing. College basketball yesterday. Um, Illinois beat Ohio State. Why the Buckeyes forget about being a number one, forget about even being a number two. They may have dropped down to a number four seed if they lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament. I don't think they have another game, uh, in the regular season. They've lost four straight, they, they could be down to a number four seed. They really could. I don't know what's gotten in. You know, they're not losing to a bunch of scrubs, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that, but they are losing at home. You know, you know, they're not losing uh, to scrub teams, but they are losing at home, which you would think would be able to get them over the top. They're not getting blown out, 
But four straight losses is four straight losses. And yesterday they got whacked pretty good by Illinois. Anyway, that Illinois team. It's going to be a lot of people. A lot of brackets are going to be looking for like the Cinderella type of team. And not that they would be Cinderella, but, you know, a team that's been kind of flying off the radar outside of the big three in, in uh, Oklahoma, or, uh, uh, Baylor, uh, Gonzaga, and uh, Michigan. You know, the, Illinois is going to be like that fourth team in your tournaments. Absolutely. How about North Carolina beating the crap out of the Dookie Pukies? Over hit. That was our biggest and best play of the day yesterday with my guys. Uh, cha-ching, cha-ching on that one. I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I, I don't know how with a straight face they're going to keep a Michigan State and, uh, you know, the Dookie Pukies out of the NCAA tournament. I don't think they will. I, I think they're going to find a way to get them in. But this uh, Duke team is one game over 500. I mean, I don't care who you played, where you played, why you played. I think they're, they're at 500. They're 11 and 11. I don't know how they're going to put them in. But they will. You wait and see. They'll be in the NCAA tournament, as will Michigan State. All right, just getting underway. More coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. His knee was all the way down. Illegal knee. He told him before that, he said, illegal knee. Hey, I mean, this could be a disqualification. Let's take a look at it. Look at this here. Mm. A 100%. Pure acknowledged him. Yeah. I mean, just said he I'll tried to, to stay here for right now. And hide it from us. But I heard what he said. He said. And that would mean that if this fight is stopped, Aljamain Sterling would be the new. It's an illegal knee. It's illegal. You know. Yeah, I gave it a try last night. I I, I did. I, I really did. Chad Wetzel sitting in on a Sunday morning, taking it right up until uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do every Sunday, Monday through Friday. It's 5 to 7 a.m. So I got the MMA card, right? We had the guy on uh, Friday night, in-game live, uh, me and Dane. Good guy, you know. Uh, he knew his stuff up and down. I mean, uh, you could not uh, throw a name at him, uh, you know, without him knowing uh, everything about the guy. His picks, brutal. He got everything wrong. He got he got it all wrong. I mean, the guy, you couldn't, uh, you know, give him a guy or a stat or a figure without this guy knowing everything, right? He was great. And I'm just poking fun at him just because it's just another example how you can't beat the boys in Vegas. He got all his picks wrong on the main fights. I don't know about anything else, but on, on the main ones, you know, he said that the, no way that Nunez was going to win by, uh, uh, by uh, you know, in the first round by submission. And, and sure enough, he, he did. He thought they would go to distance. Uh, this Blahovich guy, you know, no way he was going to win. He respected him. And, of course, he wins. You know, and and it's the bottom line, though. Listen. It's a barbaric sport. I mean, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. As, as we come up on the anniversary of Ali Frazier 1, which is tomorrow, which, Chris, we need some highlights of that. Um, you know, th- that's a sport. Th- that That's, you know, this is just, it's idiotic. It's boring as boring can be. So I tuned on last night, right? Same thing. I'm looking for the... Uh, uh, all the uh, the NFL or NBA skills competition stuff, and then you know we find out okay that's not last night, it's actually today. So okay, so let me let me venture over and watch some of this MMA stuff. Right, we had the guy on, good guy, sounded interesting. You know why not? And it, it's is it's it's just boring. It's just they get first of all the rounds are just way too damn long. Five minute rounds. 
It's too long. It's 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 too. There was a fight. I forget which was one it was. One of the preliminary ones. One of the main kind of preliminary ones, though, right? They're dancing around. They're dancing around. They're dancing around, and they're dancing around. Okay, round number one. You know, five round fight. Five minutes around. It's a long time. Okay. Next round, they're dancing around, they're dancing around, they're dancing around, they're dancing around. All right, okay, they're going to get through two rounds. Maybe someone had a bet on the over, so got to got to get it going now here, right? Two and a half uh, is, is probably the over-under on how long the fight will last. Third round, Santos and, and Rakic, I, I think the name guys were, R-A-K-I-C, uh, Rakic, I think is how you pronounce it, Rakic, Rakic, whatever. Third round comes, and they're dancing around, and they're dancing around, and I'm dancing around. I mean, they, they did more dancing than I did on my wedding night, for goodness sakes. I mean, there was just nothing, nothing, right? Boring. I'm thinking, all right, round four, they got to get going now. There's only two more rounds left. Then I find out, no, it was a three-round fight. I'm like, what? <laughs> These guys barely broke a sweat outside of just dancing around that was the fight that was it that's why i paid my 70 dollars or 60 dollars or whatever it cost i happen to have a little special feed but um are you kidding me oh boring just abs and then i watched the next fight and the same type of thing you know it, it's just it's it's not entertaining it really isn't i i, I don't i don't get it I, I i don't you know outside of scotty farrell and and and, and brian i mean who and, and maybe dane who likes this stuff it's boring the, the the rounds are too long um you know how could you have an Ill illegal hit i thought that was the essence of mma you could do whatever the fudge you want outside of grabbing a guy's balls i thought that was it and fair game everything else fair game tear the guy's eyes out pull his hair out kick him in the shin, break his kneecaps, stomp on his feet, whatever you want to do, you're allowed to do, I thought. Now, this guy gets hit in the head because I guess he put him in a clutch hold. He can't do that. That you, can, you can't do. You can do all that other stuff. What a dopey sport. It just, it's dopey. You get hit one time, boom, and that's the other thing. You know, it's a barbaric sport, but it's actually become, it's actually become a wussy sport in that, now you get the guy down, that's it, it's over. You know, used to be you beat the snot out of him, right? And this guy's on the ground getting his head pounded in. All right, that that you want to be barbaric. If you're gonna do something, then you're gonna do it right. You know, if you're gonna get if you're dumb enough to get in there, then you know, if you're gonna make your money, then then so be it. You're gonna have to, you know, spit some blood out. Now, now you hit the guy down to the ground, you get a couple of shots in, boom, it's all over. They they stop the fight. So anybody can win these dopey things, you know, or you could tap out because the, the guy, you know, the one guy damn near had it. I don't know whoever won that fight. The one guy damn near had his arm broken off. I, I mean, he had it twisted like a pretzel for goodness sakes. I, you know, it's that's allowed, but you can't hit a guy in the face, though. No, you can't do that. So, you know what? If you like that stuff, knock yourself out, but you are in the minority. You really that that is a sport that's come and gone. And now that Conor McGregor, you know, wants no part of it. By the way, did you see Connor is actually dropping out of proper 12? Um, yeah. I don't know how long they're going to run his commercials, but he's, he basically sold his his uh, shares of it. So, you have no doubt he'll probably come up with some other liquor. And why not? You know, nice, easy money. But, you know, once you've lost the, you know, if, listen, nothing for nothing. But if Amanda Nunez is, is the most prominent player on your card, you know, we were talking about how last night's card was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Not, not mainstream America, it wasn't. You know, if not for uh, Modelo commercials, no one would have ever heard of Amanda Nunez. So, you know, it, but if, if a girl, woman, 
that, that does, you know, TV beer commercials makes your card prominent, then I don't think it's the greatest card ever. This is a one-man, this is Conor McGregor. That is it. Forget the heavyweights. Forget all those other guys. It is a Conor McGregor sport, and without him, this sport is dead in the water. So that's the subject of our poll question today, oh, by the way. Um, first up, yet or Friday, which uh, figures to have or who figures to have the best year next season? Stafford with the Rams getting 60% of the vote ended up winning it. Uh, Wentz with the Colts getting 18. Big Ben and Trevor Lawrence 10% each. So, But today's poll question, MMA uh, number 257, 349 last night. What a goof. Come up with a new name. Uh, waste of time, yes. Most, uh, most worthless secondary sport is... So far, MMA, good job by you guys leading the way. Now, I just posted it five minutes ago. I got 34 votes, but uh, they got 53% of the votes so far. Auto racing, 38. Golf, uh, almost six. And the proverbial other, uh, almost 3%. So go to your opposite picks feed and uh, get your vote in this morning, and we'll update that a couple times before we are through. But, yeah, I, I tried. I, I did, and I've tried before. And I don't mind some of the bigger fights, but these this, this is not big fights. Uh, so, and then the one the one of the bigger bigger fights, you know, ended up at like I said, um, with the guy getting hit in the face, and that's illegal somehow or another. So he ended up winning because he couldn't continue to fight anymore. What a joke! What what a goofy sport! It's just, well, it's not even a sport. What what a goofy event! It really is. All right, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. So, our college basketball. Before we get into the NBA, and then we'll, I need about ten minutes for that, so I'll hold off on that until uh, the next break. But uh, college basketball, you had five number one seeds yesterday lose. Now, the only one of significance is Belmont. Belmont is on the cusp. You know, they're they're a lot like they're a poor man's Ohio State in that they dominated all season long only to whimper down the stretch. And now they've lost three of their last five. They're still 24 and four, but they were 21 and one. I mean, they are 22 and one. They were, you know, they were almost a lock to get an at-large bid if they lost in their Ohio Valley Conference tournament. However, again, they lost two down the stretch to close out the regular season. They did win a couple of games. They got to the finals yesterday, but they lost to Moorhead State. So at 24-4, and four, is that enough to get Belmont in? Boy, that's going to be close. Now, now you have a real good debate when it comes to the Dookie Pukies and Michigan State and some of these bigger name but not as uh, good a season teams. You know, are you going to put an 11 and 11? We'll say 12 and 12. Let's give Duke a first round win in the ACC tournament, and then they lose in the next round. Are you going to put 12 and 12 Duke in or 24 and 4 Belmont? I think most people would put 24 and 4 Belmont, but most people don't pay the bills for the NCAA. So, um, Let's see what they do. And the same thing with uh, with Michigan State. Let's assume Michigan State loses today. They take on Michigan after getting walloped the other day. Now they could win, but you know that they're a heavy underdog. So let's just say they lose again and they fall to now. Michigan State would be uh, eight and twelve in Big Ten play, fourteen and twelve overall. That's their last game before the tournament. Let's say the same thing with Duke. They win one, they lose one. So they finish up the year 15 and uh, 13. 
you're going to put a 15 and 13 Michigan State team in or a 24 and 4 Belmont team in. I got to see the selection committee put a 24 and 4 Belmont team in. Uh, no doubt, no doubt, the selection committee was rooting for Belmont to win and Duke to win last night and Michigan State to win this afternoon. If if those things would have occurred, obviously it would have been that big a deal with Belmont getting in. But, you know, it would have been real nice to have uh, the Dukey Pukies in the selection committee's eyes one more good win. Same thing with Michigan State. One more good win, even though they're just a couple of games over 500. But that would be a good feather in their cap. And I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're going to get whacked. Uh, but Belmont loses. That's the question. Navy lost to Loyola. UMBC lost to UMass Lowell. Wagner lost to Mount St. Mary's. And Texas State Lost to App State in the, in the Sun Belt quarterfinals. Interesting to see. I, none of those teams are going to get in. But the Belmont, that's the one. Uh, that's uh, They deserve a bit. They really do, even though they lost three of their last five. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. How are you going to spend it? Uh, you know, do you take a few days off, or do you dive right into uh... Mark? You know me, Turks and Caicos. Um, like working off the athletic. Uh, I'm just going to assume that's a joke. I don't know you at all. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's you know, I'll get some time with my family, just relaxing, and then uh, recharge a little bit, and then get ready for the second half. about that little uh, personality shown there from uh, Mike Thibodeau, head coach of the New York Knicks, who when you see him on the sidelines, it, it, you know, personality doesn't exactly exude. You know, he, he's uh, he's like Frank Martin, you know, of, of uh, South Carolina head uh, college basketball coach. Same thing, you see him on the sidelines, more the last thing you think of is this guy being friendly, funny, laughing, and, and same thing with Tim. You put those two guys side to side, it's pretty good uh, – uh, off the top of my head, that's a pretty good comparison. Two guys as stern as stern can be, yet they're showing a little. Uh, as he's, he's in a good mood. It's one game over 500. So why, why not? The Knicks are flying. He's the king of the hill right now. You know, Rangers stink. Islanders are the Islanders. Nobody cares about that. Devils stink. Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's like, eh, they're really not considered a New York team. I, I know it is New York, Brooklyn, but eh, it's, it's, it, there's something about that team that doesn't resonate, whether it's because they're, you know, we're in Jersey, you know, just a couple of years ago, although they were originally from New York. Uh, but th- there's something about that, you know, the Knicks are like overwhelming. Uh, um, you know, the pecking order, New York sports, Giants will always be number one. Stanky's number two, Knicks number three. Then probably the Jets four, then maybe the uh, the uh, Mets five, and everything else kind of pales in comparison. Whether it's St. John's or the Islanders or the Devils, uh, but the Knicks are in the top three. They, you know, it's Giants, Stanks, Knicks for sure. If not Giants, Knicks, Stanks, believe it or not, because of the divide with the Mets. My Knicks might even be number two to tell you the truth. So that's where like Brooklyn's like a eh. so. Uh, 18 and 17 or 19 and 18, one of the two, uh, one game over 500 for the Knicks is like them being uh, 25 games over 500 at this point. All right, NBA All-Star game. We'll get into the three-point shootout and all the other stuff, but 
The line is John. Let me just double check. But I know it was three eleven and a half yesterday with FanDuel. Uh, it was three oh nine and a half. Well, it was actually three oh seven when we when we when I first checked on Friday. It was three oh seven and a half. About a half hour into our show, I checked again. It was three oh eight and a half. Yeah, but it literally jumped a point. Wow! Now it's up to three fourteen and a half. It was three eleven and a half last night. It's obviously going higher for those who can't do ad. So keep waiting. Eight o'clock Eastern time tip. I don't doubt that will go to probably three sixteen, three seventeen and a half. Who knows? But you can make the case for the under. You really can. Um, we got that sun coming through my window. I got to fix that for next time. Need new shades. Here's how it works this year, and the key to it all is. They're using the same format as they did last year. It's a little confusing. It is, but in some ways it's not. But for gambling purposes, it is confusing because there's a cap on how many points basically can be scored in the fourth quarter, and that's the key. To honor Kobe last year, they said, all right, you know what we'll do? Well, whoever's leading at the end of three quarters will add 24 points, Kobe's number, to their score. And then it'll be whoever scores that amount of points first wins. So if you're leading by, you know, five, six, seven, you only have to score 24 more points, you win. If you're down five, six, seven, then you got to score obviously 30 points in order to get to that number. Uh, you know, they'll just say a team has 130, right? So you're going to add 24 points to that. So whoever scores 154 points first wins the game. Okay. Pretty easy to figure out, right? The problem with that is that puts a cap on how many points a team will be able to score in the fourth quarter. If you're leading, you're only scoring 24 more points. Maybe 25, worst-case scenario, slash best-case scenario, 26, because they could need one more point, theoretically, and shoot a three-pointer or a two-pointer. May not land exactly on that 24. I don't think they would cut the points off. They would count those extra points. Although that is key. You know, I, I've never seen anyone you know, say that, but that's what I'm assuming they would do. Um, so because of that, there's only so many points you could score in that fourth quarter. And there is no overtime. You, you, you can't go to overtime because there's only going to be one team that's going to get to the point total first. You win. So forget about that little added bonus of an overtime. So case in point, let's say a team has – uh, 130 points. They're leading at, after three quarters, 130 to pick a number 120. All right, so you're going to take that 130. Let's just say 131 because for some reason I used 131. Uh, you're going to add 24 po uh, points to it, so that makes 155. That's your golden number. Whoever scores 155 first wins. Well, the opposing team can only score up to 154. Right, because if the winning score is one fifty-five, one team's going to score one fifty-five. The other team's going to score at best one fifty-four. Add the two together, that's three hundred nine points. Game's going under. Year over under right now is three fourteen. Is it is there a hook on there? Yeah, three fourteen and a half. All right, so go to one hundred and thirty-two points. Add 24 to that. That makes the winning score now 156. 156 versus 155 is 311 points. Game's still going under. 133 points plus 24 would be 157 winning score. Losing score, best case scenario. 
is a one-point game. You're still at 157 plus 156, 313 points. That game's still going over uh, under. So now you go to 134 points, all right? Plus 24 equals 158. And theoretically, you could have a 158 to 157 score. And that would put you at your magic number of 315. Game would go over. So you need the leading team after three quarters to have at least 134 points. And again, that would be a perfect case scenario of 158 to 157. Now, we had the perfect storm. Here's what's playing into why I say go the under today. We had the perfect storm last year. We did. We had a, a, one of the teams jump out to an early lead. The trailing team made a run. It was a close game down the stretch. And because that losing team made a run, there were enough points to, to close out in the game, I do believe, went over. But 134 points divided by four is basically 45 points a quarter. That's what you need. That happened one time last year. Happened one time in 2019. Team leading last year was 112. Not even close to the one uh, the uh, the uh, four that we need. Two years ago, you got uh, 45 points four times in the quarters. Which is you know half the half the game, but the team leading after three quarters only had 131 points. Game would have gone under with this total. 2017 leading score or leading team did have 144, and in 2016 the leading team did have 145 points after three quarters. So it's not impossible. 2015 they only had 122 points. 2014. Leading team only had 126 points. So if you do over the last one, two, three, four, five, six years, and I stopped after that, it's uh, two times yes, four times no. And the key to it all is one of the times was last year. When when they took the game a little bit more seriously, first year with Kobe, um, you know, with his unfortunate death, obviously, and then maybe they took the games a little more seriously. But I'm thinking they're going to do the same thing this year. You know, they're playing for charity this year, much like they were last year, unlike they were in previous years, where each team had chosen a charity. Um, the Negro College Fund is one. I forget what the other one is. So there's a little something on the line. Those fans are in the stand. I don't think they're going to be in the stands this year, but they had fans from those organizations in the stands last year. They made it for a good event. So there was a reason to play some defense because of that. Now, is that going to be the case again this year? I don't know. I would think yes, to tell you the truth. But even if it wasn't, you know, 314 points now, 315 is getting up there. Having that cap on that fourth quarter is the key to it all. So are you going to get 134 points? And again, that's best case scenario. Let's just say a team wins by five, six, seven points like they're more than capable of doing. The point spread is what, four and a half, Team LeBron? 
four. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, let, let's just say it's a it's five, six, seven point game. Now, 158 to 152, that's 310 points. You're not getting over. You know, so absolute best case scenario is 134 points. If, again, it turns out to be a 5.6 point win, now you need that third quarter score to be about 140 points in order to go over the total because of the limitations you have in the fourth quarter. You know, I mean, it, it can get confusing, but it really, it, it can't. I mean, it, it, it's, it is pretty simple. You know, they're just adding 24 points onto the team's leading score after three quarters. So that team has got to have a certain amount of points. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen. So your absolute lowest total it, right now, and I and I got a feeling that line, nobody but nobody outside of us will be betting the under. That'll probably go up to, I don't doubt, 317. I, I You know what? If it went from 311 last night, literally, I checked, um, I don't know, 10 o'clock or so Eastern time, 930 or so. It was 311, and now it's 314. So if it went up three points overnight, can you imagine as we get closer to game time, I don't doubt for a second this this might be close to 320, which, you know, only adds on a point or two more. But, you know, a point or two more is a point or two more. You you get this up to 336, 337 or so. That's a lot of points for three quarters. You know, in a game in which they're playing for charity, no fans in the stands. You have some defensive guys. You got Rudy Gobert. You got Ben Simmons on the team. You got his head coach there. I, I could see some of these guys, you know, wanting to play just a little bit of defense. I mean, basically 45 points a quarter. That's a lot of points. You know, um, you know, in today's NBA, you know, you've seen that. Yeah, you have, but you know, I I I like the under. I I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually like the under. And now I'm, I'm gonna suggest we play the under. We'll go opposite of opposite picks. How, how about that? You know. With the whole world going over, and I wouldn't—I don't think I've ever played an under in an NBA All-Star game. But this year, with these rules, yeah, I'm gonna bet we don't have 134 points from the leading team, bare minimum, by the uh, by the end of three quarters. And I think, you know, even if we have 140, you still have a decent shot because uh, one team could blow out the other, and you won't get any fourth quarter points. So, crazy as it sounds, I think the under, at this point, 314 and a half is your best bet in the All-Star game. Crazy as it is. All right, close it hour number one. Next, Scott Wetzel, Ops Picks on the Sunday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. That's uh, Trevor Bauer, L.A. Dodgers. That's the guy that the Dodgers decided to give $33-plus million a year to. What, 103, 104, whatever it was, million-dollar three-year contract? That That's the guy. You know, $35 million basically a year to a guy who is throwing, you know, 95 to 100-mile-an-hour fastballs with one eye. I, I didn't think opposing teams feel about that. You know, I, I – 
Are you kidding me? I mean, you're going out there. I, I get they just having fun. That, that I understand. But, you know, standing at the free throw line and shooting left-handed versus right-handed or being at the free throw line and, and shooting, you know, with one eye closed, maybe both eyes closed, that's not putting anybody in danger. You standing on a mound, you know, 60 feet away, and throwing a 95 to 100 mile an hour fastball or, you know, curveball or slider or whatever else he may throw in his repertoire with one eye closed. I mean, what? I can't believe teams actually, you know, leave it to the dopey Dodgers to give this guy this kind of money. I mean, you talk about a bird brain of all bird brains, and we've broken down his stats before. He's had two good years. That's all. He's not a great pitcher. You know, and one of those two years came in his walk year last season in a, a, you know, crazy year with with all the stuff going on. So that they're going to, you know, uh, devote 30 Five basically million dollars a year to a pitcher who decides it's best to throw the ball with one eye closed. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, well money well spent. He, I, you why? He's gonna have a lousy year. Lousy year. Amazing. All right, hour number one in the books. Full hour to go on a Sunday morning. Scott Wetzel sitting again, taking you right up until 10 a.m. Eastern time. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204.